What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah, the greatest rapper with the least soul. No repos. Tax man ain't at my peephole. Here's a kilo. To the victor goes the spoils like I'm Aladipo. All the record label cheat codes. None for me, though. Shout the Ebro. And fine rhyme lovers who don't buy it. Petition, but don't riot. The critics be so quiet. To question my content is nonsense. It undermines all of accomplished. They say all fair and love and war. You say I move the line just to score. Headshot to keep Adidas pure. One man army like Asan. Boom, more powder in the air than LeBron. I'm selling Avon. That means the foundation is kicked on. You know what this commission is based on. Believe me. King Push, this is hunting season. Billion streams versus a billion fiends. Now we even. Yeah. What up, 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 do. Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amaya Hawkins. I appreciate you taking time out today to listen to the latest podcast episode for them Wahoos, baby. We talking about UVA football. The time is here. We at game week. But I wanted to break down the first thing that we was all waiting for this Monday. The depth chart. Who would be starting? What were the surprises? What were the thoughts? I'm going to give you that in a short, sweet, to the point podcast and also i'm gonna do something that i usually don't do i'm trying to step out my comfort zone people i'm trying to get the people what they want i'm gonna do a prediction at the end it ain't gonna be your regular prediction because y'all know i hate just you know i'm to the core with it i like to be unbiased too so but i'm just not gonna say somebody gonna beat us so i just say the odds of them beating us are higher than us beating them but i ain't gonna just say yeah, we're going to lose to them. So that's hard for me to do. I'm too competitive. And that orange blew too much in my blood from actually, you know, you know, dislocating ankles and shedding blood on the field just to say somebody's going to beat us. So before we get started, the Ball Hawk Show podcast is sponsored by Abra Insurance. Make sure you go to Abra Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance. The great people at Able. Go to ableinsurance.net. If you in here at Charlottesville area, go to Royal Road. And when you hit the office, tell them the Ballhawk sent you. They take care of you. Able Insurance also sponsored the BCBA 2021 Champions team takeover on that championship run that just concluded yesterday at Townsville Park, August 29th at 6 p.m. It was a fun-filled event. Um, if you want to see that game in its entirety, make sure you check out my Facebook Facebook page, Amaya Hawkins, and also my Facebook media page, Ballhawk, and you can watch the entire game that I stream live while I'm seeing it. So let's cue up the instrumental. Shout-out to Andrew Brown. Boy getting sacks for the Colts this preseason. He should make the he should make the active roster, man. Shout out to my man Andrew. He always supplying me with the instrumentals for the background. Cause that's how we do. 757 stand up. So, first thing I wanted to do, let's talk about the depth chart. What we saw. Were there any surprises as far as the starters? Offensively, let's see. We got Dontavian Wicks 
as one of the starting receivers, 6'1", 205, sophomore, backing him up, is the graduate transfer, Artie Henry, 6'1", 190. Left tackle, Ryan Nelson is named the starter with Bobby Haskins backing him up. Now, Bobby Haskins can be a starter. So with this offensive line group, I just want to say, well, let me name the starters first. You got Joe Bisbing starting at left guard. You got Olu Timmy starting at center. Chris Glazier starting at right guard. Ron Schwoboda starting at right tackle. Now backing up, Ryan Nelson is Bobby Haskins. Haskins, not Hacking, but Haskins. Joe Bisbean's backup is Logan Taylor, 6'7", 320 freshman. Justice Johnson or Ty Furnish are the backups behind Olu Oluwatimi. Noah is the backup to Chris Glazer, Jonathan Leach, Ryan Swoboda's backup. So, if you look at the offensive line, all starters and a junior with Joe. All those guys been around. The Bobby Haskins is like the sixth man. Um, and dating back to two years ago when we went down to pit, well, not two years, three years ago, uh, uh, 2019. Well, yeah, two years ago when we started out at pit. A lot of those guys got thrown into the fire because they wasn't just playing that the one position they was listed on the depth chart. Like, they got shuffled around. So they got thrown in the fire of, of preparing them for now to where they are very flexible as far as the position they could play and how effective they could play at the offensive line position. This is our strongest group on the team. How many times have you said that in Bronco Hall era? This is the first year you'll probably say this is the strongest group. In my opinion, yeah, this is the, this is this is that group. So with that being said, you got Brendan Armstrong as the starter. No surprise there. Ira Armstead is the starter. A lot of people thought that uh, Rodriguez would be the backup, but they actually got Jay Fo- Jay Woolfolk as the third stringer. So uh, that surprised a lot of folks. I know. Especially on the message board, shout out to the saber.com. I know that a lot of people were surprised that Jay is the third string quarterback. But with that being said, man, there's a lot of moving parts during each week. So even when the depth chart is put out there, nothing is truly set in stone. Um, so he's available because I, I see folks saying what happened to him. Um, it could be a good thing. It'd be just, you know, we'll just outperform them. Um, who else we got? Cause I, I'm trying to, I know we all want to talk about the defense. So we know Jelani Woods would be the starter with Grant, Grant as the, uh, backup, um, running back Wayne Tyler Pop. I think that was a no brainer. Everybody probably figured he would be the starter. Then you got Mike Hollins, Ronnie Walker Jr. Or Devin Darrington. Where's Amon Folston? So, um, we got a lot of depth there. Keaton Thompson. Now that's the one. Keaton Thompson is listed as FBP, football player. That's his position. Because he can line up anywhere. And another receiver spot, we got Billy Kemp backed up by Hayden Mitchell. And then at the last receiving spot, we got Rashawn Henry and Demick Starlin is that backup. If Lavelle Davis Jr. was healthy, which 
people would probably think he'll start for Rashawn Henry. Because a lot of folks before Lavelle went down with a knee injury were looking forward to seeing Wicks, Lavelle, Billy Kemp, and of course you got Keaton. Like Keaton's always assumed to be a starter, right? We always assume that Billy. So this is what we fall into. Like this is why the depth chart is good because you're not going to see all of those guys in at the same time. But we know, respectfully, they starters in their position. Like Keaton is just a starter in his own category. He don't have a backup. It's just him. Hey, we made this position for you. You go anywhere. We don't limit where you can go. That's what that's telling me. We got to get you on the field. You're a football player. I like how they how they was creative and just said, yo, you just a football player. Now let's jump to the defensive side. We got a D, one of the starting ends. Here's where it gets tricky. But I knew this could happen. Got Jameer Carter and Aaron Famui as the known tackle, nose tackles. You got Orr. Then you got Mandel Lonzo. And Nusa as the right ends. Now, a lot of people will say Mandy Alonzo, Jameer Carter, Aaron Famui, probably our best three D linemen. A lot of people, and you wouldn't be wrong. Or you could throw a Deeb in there with Jameer and Mandy, and you wouldn't be wrong. Or you could have Mandy, Aaron, and a Deeb, and you wouldn't be wrong. That's why they got the or nose tackle. That, that's a nice D-line, though. Them four could get after you. They versatile. They could all be interchangeable if they had to be. But Jameer, a different type of nose guard. He's strong as hell. At the Sam, you got Noah Taylor and James Jackson. James Jackson, a, a young man that, since he stepped on campus, has been performing well. Noah is that exciting rush in, that rush backer slash in that pass rusher that we need. We need him rushing early in the year. Nick Jackson, the middle backer, West Weeks. Those are two bucks. At Mike, you got Hunter Stewart and Josh Ahern. That was the one where folks didn't know who would start, in my opinion, because you hear great things about Ahern. You, you hear great things about Stewart. And then you got Elliot Brown and Mike Green. This is why I thought, I was like, yo, where's Deshaun Perry at? This is the one that had me like, ooh, hmm. So, to see Weeks and Green, freshman and, look, so you got freshman, James Jackson. Freshman, Wes Weeks. Freshman, Mike Green. That says a lot. Because Perry ain't no slouch. Then Phil Corner. Here's where everybody wants to argue. This is where everybody wants to argue. Nick Grant is the starter. Oh, hell no. That's what everybody said. God dang it. What the hell? I've seen enough of him from last year. Why is he starting? No. No. People don't want to see Nick start anymore. Man, people wanted to see Bratton starting and Anthony Johnson starting at the two corners. Let's just call a spade a spade. Everybody left the spring because I said even at the break of the spring, Nick was hurt, and I like how both of those guys performed. 
Nick was became healthy and said, you know what? Wait a minute. When did Nick become 6'3"? Has Nick always been 6'3"? Wait a minute. Let me Google that right quick. Hold on. I think that's a misprint. This depth chart got Nick at six foot three. Hold on. Damn, Nick always been six three. Yo, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm gonna check some more sources. I'm gonna keep checking. I never realized Nick was six three. Damn, ESPN got six three. Hell, am I? even when I was training, they got him at six two on this one. Did Nick grow? Wait a minute. Let me see. Sports reference got him at 6'3. God. Nick, you 6'3. Hold on, Nick. Nick. Answer me, man. I know you can hear me. When you become 6'3, this whole time you've been 6'3, this whole time I've been talking to you, you 6'3? Yo, somebody tell me when Nick became 6'3. Wait a minute. Woo, baby. 6'3? Oh, yeah. You telling me Nick was 6'3 this whole time? I'm talking to myself right now. I'm really talking to you and like I could hear y'all, but damn. Nick, you 6'3? All right, let me stop. Anthony Johnson right behind him, 61190. Damn, Nick is 6'3. All right. At the Saber, we got Devontae Cross wearing number two. Oh, first of all, Anthony Johnson. Let me cut the damn music down right there. Anthony, Anthony Johnson. Your name is Anthony? And you choose number three. Look at me, King. Look at me. Hear me. I got my mic turned up loud. Hear me and hear me well. Your name is Anthony and you took number three. Playing defense. A back. I hope they I hope they sat you down and gave you a tutorial of a man called Anthony Poindexter. And how a dude named McQuinn Blandon. It's a lot of All-Americans underneath that number three you playing DB. Even Marcus Hamilton. When he wore three, all ACC, lean ACC. When you were at number three in the secondary, sir, sir, respectfully, respectfully. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. And your name, Anthony? That three is legendary, bro. Offensively, you get away with it because you playing offense. But you playing defensive back and wearing three, respectfully. Because Quinn, he carried the tradition well. And I like you as a ball player. And I ain't saying you don't deserve it. I'm just saying, do you know what comes with that? All right, let me cut the music back on. Um, Devontae Cross is the saber. Ho, 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 ho. I need a, I need a, a round of applause. Devontae Cross is at safety. Another one. Let's keep it going. I need y'all to hear it. Yes, sir. I say, yes, sir. Put them back home. I'm coming home, coming home. Tell the world I'm coming home. That's what we need you at, Devontae. As say, Antonio Clary right there chomping at the bit, though. Then we got Joey Blunt at the free safety. Wait a minute. Time out. Hold on. Let me look at something. Wasn't Joey the Sabre last year? Hold on, man. Y'all got to bear with me. 
me see. The depth chart for the last game last year. I could have sworn. Oh, no, Joey was the free last year. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. All right. Sorry. Sorry for that. Sorry for that. So we got Joey as a free safety. Cohen King, who I like as well. It's a lot of death between Clary and King. Um, then you got Darius Braden at the boundary corner with Elijah Gaines as the backup. We got a lot of depth at corner now. Josh is banged up. You don't see him on the two deep. You got uh, uh, Sanker, who's had a very good camp. Freshman here locally from Charlottesville, went to the Covenant School. Um, I ain't even talk about Malachi Fields, that receiver. Another young freshman that should do the area well. I will tell you this. If those two young men do well, and I think they will in their career, it would really help out local recruiting as well. So salute to those two young brothers for stepping in, being true freshmen, really pushing the envelope and earning plan, the playing time that they would get. Like they, they will play at some capacity. Um, but Sanker is an is a athletic freak. Freak. Um, go down to special teams. How long have we been going? 17 minutes. Okay, I don't want this to be too long. Got Jacob Finn as the punter. Justin Dunkel as the place kicker, Dustin. I mean, Justin also taking the kickoff holder is Jared. Long snapper is Tucker. Punt return is Billy Kent with Antonio Clary as the backup. And then the kick return is Ronnie Walker Jr. and Mike Holland. Salute to Mike Hollins and Ronnie Walker. Got two running backs back there. Those guys can pick him up and put him down. Salute, salute, salute. I'm not going to act like I said up here in Viteway. Kick is upon us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not disrespecting y'all, but you kick. I don't pay attention to you. Sorry. But you are important, though, and I love you. I really do love you. Have you on the walkthrough. The walkthrough is coming back for season four. Y'all be on the lookout for that. But I don't pay attention to the kickers. I don't. Sorry. Christ, just kick the ball. <laughs> don't miss. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, I was going to go through Coach Bronco Menahal's, um press conference today, but I ain't going to bore y'all with that. We done been 18 minutes in. So let's get to... The schedule. So anybody that knows me and listen to my podcast know I hate doing prediction. I really dislike it, right? Because I like I'm I know what's on paper don't really matter. It's how you translate the names that's on paper to the practice field to the game field. But I think I've been doing folks a disservice and I need to just come out because every time I'm on the guest show, everybody always say, What's your prediction? How many wins? So I might as well throw out some numbers and things like that. So Shout out to Streaking the Lawn. I saw their picks, so I'm referencing their picks, right? So salute to Streaking the Lawn. Salute to y'all. So when we married first game, I feel like we should win that game. The odds are in our favor. Illinois. So Illinois' game versus Nebraska. Wasn't super impressed, but you got to be respectful because at the end of the day, we just a 500 ball club. Who are we to say somebody's a short shot? But the odds should be in our favor. Plus, they be playing at 10 a.m., because they're coming from Central Time, and the game is 11 a.m. Eastern Time. So you got to use that to your advantage. All right. Then we travel to North Carolina. This is a game where I feel like I will favor us, even though Sam Howell is phenomenal. He lost both running backs, both his top receivers. He lost Daz and D. Brown. And then Williams, and went, uh, both of them was Williams, right? So, I don't know, because I ain't on a site right now looking at their depth chart. I'll look at them when it's time to look at them right now. I've been looking at William & Mary. But 
for just the fun of predictions, I can see us winning this game. I do. I'm I'm not somebody that's overly hype. I don't understand. Well, look, I don't understand the hype of North Carolina, but I understand the hype of North Carolina, right? I understand the hype of North Carolina because we know in college football, if your quarterback's very good and, and well-respected, you're going to get a lot of votes. Also, I know that Mac Brown used to work for ESPN, but don't tell nobody. You ain't hear it from me, but that's going to that's gonna push. You know, the machine going to be behind you. Bronco and them ain't never work for no ESPN. Mac Brown always get that love no matter what. They're going to elevate him and can keep him in contention. He could come up close and they get, he get praised. But I think we beat North Carolina on the road. Wake Forest at home, I think we beat a very good Wake Forest team at home. That's a dangerous team. Now, my this Miami game worries me because we haven't won down. Have we, we haven't won at Coral Gables. We won at the old Orange Bowl, but I don't think we won at this stadium. We've always started, either started, like when Kurt Ben Kurt last year, we started out well, and then we lost. And then the other games, we were actually the better team, but all hell just hit the flow. Like some of the dumbest, craziest stuff happened. They got King, very phenomenal quarterback. That's going to be a tough one. That's going to be a tough out. So I will give them the odds. I ain't going to say we're going to lose, but the percentages are in their favor. So that's the first game. So that's what, 4-1 and one if I'm picking in air quotations. Louisville, mobile quarterback. We never won at Louisville that I know of. That's a swing game. I could see us being Louisville. I think the odds are in our favor to beat Louisville. Duke versus Cutcliffe, well-coached team. I got us beating Duke. The odds in our favor. Georgia Tech, that's going to be a tougher game than what people think. I like their quarterback. I like some of the pieces that they have. That's going to be a tough contest. I like the odds in that for us. So I only got the odds against us one game. That's versus Miami. Then we got BYU. This one scares me. That's a long-ass flight. I played down there in Pro Bowl. Thomas Jones and Warmack brung the game home for us. Even though they lost a phenomenal quarterback, they got a lot of pieces still left. I think we dropped that game. The odds, I don't have the odds in our favor. So that's the second game that the odds are in our favor. Notre Dame. That's the only time I'm worried about a home game in the sense to where it's like, damn, we got to get this. Not not saying I'm just dismissing Georgia Tech or Duke, Wake Forest, Illinois, women Murray, but I'm just saying that's like one of the games was like, ah. If we if we gotta drop a home game, that'll probably be the home game that I'll give somebody to say we'll drop that. Versus Pitt, I think we beat Pitt down there, and then we got Virginia Tech at home, and I think we beat Tech. So by my estimations, you got Notre Dame, BYU, and Miami as the ball hawk type of losses. So I got us nine and 
That's nine and three. And I would say that North Carolina's a swing game and Virginia Tech's a swing game. So if somebody added those two as losses or just took one of those away, so we'll be eight and four or seven and five. So at the minimum, I got us winning seven games. I got our max to nine in the regular season. I got us going nine and three again by my estimations. Respectfully. But I really dislike doing that. But folks wanted me to give my prediction. I mean, I don't know, man. There's something about North Carolina that really don't make me like, like last year and the year before, I was worried. Now I could see something differently. You know, once they play Virginia Tech, my I, my my, I'm just focused on women, man. Man, I ain't even gonna front. I'm not worried about none of them jokers down the line. But I'm just playing the game and and doing the analyst act to where I got to look ahead and make assumptions. But damn it, I'm worried about women, man. I apologize to y'all. I'm just I'm just being real. I'm just being real with y'all. So. That's all I got for y'all, man. Y'all let me know in the uh, comment sections, whether it's on the Sabre.com, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on the fans' pages um, on Facebook. In the comment section, how many games you think we will win and what games are the winning games, what games are the losing games. Also, when it comes to the depth chart, is there any position where you felt like they totally missed um, I will tell you this. When it comes to the secondary, you're going to see a lot of guys playing the secondary because they have that skill. So don't get too consumed with where you see guys starting at. Same thing with the receivers. You're going to be seeing guys playing, so don't get too consumed with who's the starter. All right? We got a lot of depth this year. Um, even with injury, if injury knock on wood takes place, um, We, we should be fine. So that's all I got for y'all, man. You know the motto, good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Be on the lookout for the Wilma Murray preview. I should be dropping that Thursday afternoon or, yeah, Thursday afternoon. Yeah. I'll make sure I drop that Thursday afternoon. And then uh, look forward to seeing everybody in the stadium at 7.30 on Saturday. But we'll talk about that later on Thursday for that podcast. But I want to give you guys, like, my thoughts on the depth chart. Then my thoughts on the schedule going forward and my predictions or the way I do predictions. But peace to everybody. Make sure you subscribe to the Ballhawk Show podcast. If you want to support the Ballhawk Show podcast, go to anchor.fm backslash the Ballhawk Show. It's a support button. You can attach your debit, credit, whatever, and you can, uh, you know, donate a uh, dollar a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, Anything you want to to the Ballhawk Show podcast, definitely appreciate you. But the one thing I really want you to do, though, if you don't do anything else, go to Apple, leave a review. If you got to say the show is okay, the show is trash can juice, Petty Hawk's the man, Ballhawk's the man, it just helps with visibility, you know. To me, that's worth more than than the donation of money because the visibility helps with the with the movement provides more eyes and ears and so people could you know see the content so that's all i got for y'all man y'all be easy appreciate everybody for tapping in with your boy until next time wahoo hold on hold on hold on on. you trying to stop the show the people didn't even know petty hawk has shown up 
for the show 2021 Wahoos, so all these games you talking about, oh, they got the percentages to win and this and that, cause yo, cause you so scary, but have to, you about to let me curse. You know we can't curse on UV podcast, cause we're respectful, but I'm disrespectful. Respectfully disrespectful. And how you not know Nick Grant was 6'3"? You trained that dude a couple years ago when you was going over there working with them. How you not know he was 6'3"? What is wrong with your eyes? What is wrong with you? Are you okay? He don't even know he's 6'3". That boy is 6'3". Anthony Johnson came in and wore number three. So he gonna get his mind right. Shout out to you, Nick Grant. Ballhawk don't know you 6'3". Alright, that's 90 seconds, people. Petty Hawk is here. We ran all the games. Because we never lost. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.